WGS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Streaming live on the WORD Facebook page. Joining me now from the Second Amendment Foundation, the loan investigative reporter, is Lee Williams. Good after. Good morning, sir. I, I never get good the morning. salutation. Good morning. Yeah. Yeah. Are we talking about Florida Taurus Man today? No. We are talking about completely fall out of your chair. Oh, my God, what's going on news? Okay. And it uh, involves the NRA. In a 2018 lawsuit they filed against New York State, right? Because the, the state regulators there, uh, at the orders of then Governor Cuomo, were told to blacklist NRA with all uh, banks and insurance folks in the state to, to use, and they used backroom threats to get these financial institutions to stop doing business with NRA. Uh, all these regulated firms, I mean, they basically live at the state's uh, insistence. They have to do what they have to do to keep them happy. Or, or quite frankly, the state regulatory agencies can put them out of business, and, which is, you know, they got shareholders. They got to do what they got to do. Well, NRA sued in 2018, and the case has progressed. And now, after years of fighting to kill the case, the Supreme Court has decided to hear it. And then last week, and this is the fall out of your chair part, the ACLU, the American Civil Liberties Union, said that they will not be there with NRA supporting them because this is a First Amendment case. The government agencies, the regulators in New York are using their authority to, to curtail the First Amendment of the NRA. Basically, they're using intimidation tactics to silence those with whom the officials disagree. I found out about this on Twitter or X or whatever the hell it's called, because the ACLU sent out a series of tweets, one after the other, after the other, after the other, that were basically disclaimers about why we're going to, why they're going to help NRA, even though they don't believe in the goals or the mission or anything like that that NRA has. Why, I don't know. It's a pretty innocuous, great organization of which Millions of law-abiding Americans are members, but it actually blew me away. I mean, one of the uh, attorneys at NRA said the ACLU is a leading voice on legal and constitutional issues, and is a welcome addition to this advocacy. Um, I think it, I think it's strong. I, I think the I think New York is going to get spanked. I just wish former Governor Cuomo could get spanked criminally for what he did because. Using this type of authority, Bill, is is that borders on criminal just because he opposed the organization's political views. So is the ACLU as a national organization joining them or are they joining them as as the state chapter joining them? No, this is the national ACLU, the American Civil Liberties Union, not the New York chapter, not any other chapter. And NRA is welcoming it. They, uh, President Cotton said they're proud to stand with ACLU, others who recognize this important truth. Regu- and this is the whole crux of the case. Regulatory authority cannot be used to silence political speech. And that's exactly what they're doing. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, because I often am, but hasn't the ACLU come out as sort of pro-gun control from time to time? Yeah, but it's rare. 
It's extremely rare, and it has to be pretty blatant. I mean, the reason they're not hopping on all of these brewing tantrum laws, I did a story not too long ago, they they, uh, have yet to fully accept the Supreme Court's decision on Bruin uh, because they're studying it, Bill. The ACLU, it goes better than the nine Supreme Court justices. So they're studying their Bruin decision, and they're going to they're going to come to some terms with it at a future date. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I discovered something the other day, and I'd like to know your thoughts on this. Okay, so I, I was looking at all the times the Supreme Court they've you know they've only brought the Second Amendment to the Supreme Court six times. In, in, in and of itself, it has also popped up as various things in other big cases, but never in this, only in the standalone six times. One of those times was, was the Miller case, which was the one challenge to the NFA, right? Now, this is happening in the 30s. Now, do you remember the key thing that came out of the Miller case? Uh, it escapes me at the moment, brother. You're going to have to refresh my memory. So he had a shotgun that was shorter than 18 inches. The barrel was lo- shorter than 18 inches. And the Supreme Court at the time ruled that the NFA would still remain in place because there was no analog for military weapons being shorter than 18 inches. Oh. Now that means, according to the Supreme Court out of the Miller case, that the, the Supreme Court said that military weapons are protected by the Second Amendment. Which is sort of contradictory, given that they put automatic weapons on there with it, but you know, it's all beside the point. But uh, I, I, I've looked at all of this other guns, like, uh, I, I've always wondered why the Hughes Amendment came along. Why? Besides the fact that they were looking further down the road. But, I mean, that was 1986. That was nearly 40 years ago. And uh, you can only own an automatic weapon today in the United States if it was made before that arbitrary time in 1986. Do you think all of this stuff that they do right now is to keep you guys from going out there and doing anything positive for the Second Amendment? Saying, look at the Miller case and look at this case and all these other things. And uh, really, really rejuvenating and refitting the whole Second Amendment uh, argument. Well, I will tell I will tell you this. I hate NFA. It is a joke. Okay, um, there are 186,000 firearms available in this fake uh, marketplace, and it, the, the prices are incredible because it's not a real market. The market can't decide. It's a contrived fake market. Because there's, there's. Uh, imagine if there, what the prices on homes would be in this country if there were only 186,000 homes available to be owned legally by the public. I mean, millions, billions of dollars. So the whole concept of NFA, I think, is right for the plucky. And yeah, we are busy right now on Bruin and fighting these Pope Bruin tantrum laws. But at some point, we have to look at NFA. Because it doesn't make any sense. It makes zero sense. Um, look at those firearms again, those 186,000. You don't need all the fingers on both hands to count the number of NFA weapons that have ever been used in a crime. No. Because guys that have an MP5, uh, a fully automatic uh, M16, a Stan a Sterling, an Owen, a Swedish K, you know, those guns are worth thousands of dollars tens of thousands of dollars and they're going to keep them very secure right i and think the only, the, 
The only time I know of a fully automatic weapon being used in a crime was a cop doing it. Yeah. 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 I mean, these guys, these are, these are heirloom possessions. You yeah. buy a $50,000 submachine gun, uh, that's something you pass on to your son or daughter. Well, as it is with all things, Mr. Williams, as we, we, we once again, we have run out of time because it's just so ah. quick, so fast when you're discuss, when you're slinging truth right that like this, there's just not enough time. Find Lee at thegunwriter.substack.com, at armedamericannews.com, and find him at saf.org. He is the lone Second Amendment investigative reporter there. Thank you for joining me this morning. My pleasure as always, sir. Take care. Yes, sir. When we get back... Uh, the ruling class is not something we're meant to have. We're not meant to have that in the United States.